it's MC Devi here. You are listening to the Beat Beat Podcast, exposing the truth as we see it. This is a podcast where son, a mother of one, and a grandmother of three open up each other's eyes to the matrix. Look at the modern day world from the perspective of three different generations. Follow, laugh, and brilliantly analyze the tragic comedy we know as the human experience. Music you are listening to is by my late and great grandfather Sadun El Bayati. May he rest in peace. Yo, 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 it's MC Devi here. I'm your host, Devin AC Dada, and I'm joined by my lovely co-host, the Reverend Summer Elbe Addy, and our guest today, Michelle Mehta. Hi. Uh, We also have two new uh, additions to the family. We have Leonatus, our little tabby over here, kitty cat. (laughs) That wasn't wasn't Leonatus. (laughs) And we also have Kiala. Another cat. Princess Kiala. Princess Kiala. So we have two new additions to the Beat Beat, which is very lovely, and they're very nice cats. And we'll probably start an Instagram for them, (laughs) and we'll give you more updates on that. But anyways, they are not the focus today. Michelle is the focus here. And I want to start with the first question. Now, you're an entrepreneur, correct? Yes, I am. So I want to know what led you on the journey of entrepreneurship? Yeah, that's a really good question. So um, I was working in corporate America. My first job out of college was in the insurance industry. And so I sold insurance for about a year and a half. And I really liked that. And I went into corporate America in terms of banking and tried that out and realized that wasn't a fit. And I went down into recruiting and realized that wasn't a fit. And I, the more I started working in different companies and industries, I realized I was meant to do something more. And so mm-hmm. I joined my family business in my 20s. And that was not my goal. My goal was to join the family business in my 30s mm-hmm. or even in my 40s. And I thought, you know, I'll work in corporate America, get that management position, be that like leading leader type position. And turned out that I could never fulfill that. And in 2015, I took my first coaching class and I said, this is what I really want to do. And I was taking classes while working in the family business. And the more I started working in the family business, the more I realized I did not want to work with somebody else. I wanted to do my own. And it just so happened that my dad sold one of the companies that I was working for and working with and we sold it. And I got to transition back into corporate America and they limited my position. And in that moment, I realized, you know what? I'm tired of the cycle of like not having that certainty. So I thought I'm going to start my own. And that's how I started my own life coaching business. Wow. So you went back to corporate America and they completely just nullified anything that you did. Yes. So you're back to like square one. Basically, yes. Okay, wow. So it took that sort of inciting incident to get you into the path of entrepreneurship. Yeah, because I'd almost given up. Mm-hmm. By the time, before I hit 25, I'd already gone through two layoffs. Wow. And um, I, when I was working 
with the bank called Wells Fargo, my branch went alone, went under eight managers Oof. on the store side and on the service side. Wow. So I knew that long term, I didn't want to be in this thing. I didn't want to be in this rat race and fulfilling everybody else's dreams mm-hmm. and being product pushers and service pushers for people that don't even need it. Mm-hmm. I rather want mm-hmm. people to want it and appreciate what we're offering versus coming back and be like, I don't believe in this product or why are you selling me this and having buyer's remorse? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You don't. And that's okay. That's something very interesting because I've, you know, been following sort of the entrepreneurship uh, game as a, I don't know what you'd call it. But, um, and one thing they do say is you're not selling the people, you're creating your own brand. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And that's kind of what it's like for most businesses nowadays. It's sort of like sales has diminished. Like it doesn't work anymore because people have gotten smarter. So you're creating your own brand. Yes. Yes, I am. What are some of the struggles in doing that? Well, I'm in the personal development industry now as a life coach. And it seems like every other person is a coach Mm. because people are not really getting certified to be coaches. No one's really asking people to go through the certification or go through the coursework. People think that their own life struggles have got them to be the coach. Mm -hmm. And creating my own brand and creating my own space, I realized that I have to stand apart. So what I did was I went through the process of let me learn what coaching is about. Let me get certified. And not only do I get certified in my own program, let me also get internationally certified as well. Mm, So that way, if the government does decide to come down on the coaching industry, at least I know, hey, my bases are covered. Right. And in that process, I also realized that I have something I'm offering that's unique Mm. because I'm going after the teenagers which a lot of people are staying away from them because they honestly don't know what to do with them. Yeah. Mm. So how did you get into that niche, by the way? I got into the teenager market. Well, I was first, earlier in the year, I was targeting women. Mm. And the women were telling me, well, I don't really need the help. And you certainly can't help me because you don't know how my life is. Mm. However, I need you to do like work with teenagers by any chance. And so that kept coming up. And I had this wonderful opportunity to go back to my middle school and be a presenter at career day. Mm -hmm. And I asked, I was in front of 100 kids that morning. I had done this presentation three times. So at the end, I was in front of 100 kids. I asked them all one question at the start of my presentation. Raise your hand if you have evil voices inside of your head. Wow, I just got chills right now. Yeah, every single kid. That was 6th grade, 7th grade, and 8th grade. They all raised their hand. Wow. And in that moment, I said, I have to change something. I have to support them. Yes. That's profound. It was. It was. And when I asked them that question, I was shocked. Right. What even got me was I asked the follow-up question. What are these voices telling you on a daily basis? Hmm. The things that these little kids said, and I'm calling them little because they are height-wise little, and they said things like, I'm fat, no one loves me, I'm not smart, 
Mm. I'm an idiot. And they actually said these words. Wow. Um, I have no friends. And I said, what if I gave you some tools to help you come out of that? Mm. And I, I also told them, I was like, look, when I was growing up, I wanted to be a motivational speaker. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what that looked like. I just knew I wanted to be that. And my parents told me the best thing you could do is go into sales. Mm. The more I got into sales, the more I didn't like what I was selling. Yeah. Right. And when I found out what coaching could offer, I said I would take that. Now, motivational speaking doesn't start off with like going on stage and being in an arena. It starts off with sharing your idea with somebody inspiring them. Mm-hmm. So I thought, what's my quickest platform? Facebook. So I started doing Facebook Lives. Mm. And I've been consistently with them since mm-hmm. July of 2017. So every Friday, wow. I've been doing something. If I don't hit it by a Friday, if I'm like at a conference on a Friday evening and I don't have time, you'll get that before Monday starts. So by Sunday night, you'll have a Facebook Live from me. Mm-hmm. And I started creating an audience. Mm-hmm. And I say, you know what? It's... It's not a big deal because it doesn't matter who I'm in front of or who's watching live. It's about my own messaging getting across. And that's kind of things I told these kids. I said, you guys have dreams. Those dreams didn't come from your mind. They came from your heart. Yes. So believe in your heart. Mm. Mm-hmm. Wow. So that's how I entered the teenage market. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And, you know, that's, that's tough because... Um, uh, Middle school is such a precious age, and, you know, in education, we know that that is the, um, that is sort of the time in which you could lose them, right? Yes. So, retention is key um, by eighth grade um, to see if they're going to be able to go on into high school and to um, do well in high school and not drop out of school. Um and so it it sounds like you you found out that there was this need out there. Oh, right? absolutely. And the counselor was actually one of my favorite teachers in middle school. And so mm. after the whole presentation, I sat down in her office and I said, what other things are these kids telling you? And she goes, this is the age where a lot of parents get divorced. Mm. This is the age where a lot of girls and boys are on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And they have to, they have like to keep up with this thing. Yeah. And some people are bullying them on social media. Some people are getting bullied in person. And the more she started sharing, the more I was like, there was fire building up in my body mm. of, I have to change something. Cause the women were telling me, well, you're not married. You don't have kids. You don't understand what I'm going through. Right. And the more adults I started talking to, they said, we don't know what to do with our teenagers. And I said, I'm 30 years old. I'm that perfect gap yeah. because a part of me still feels like a teenager and a part mm-hmm. of me still feels like the adult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I could be these kids friends if the more I started working with them. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of been like the inspiration point. Uh-huh. You, know, you know what that reminds me of? You know, Gary Van- Vaynerchuk. Yeah, of course, Gary right? V. Yes. Yeah. You kind of remind me of him. Because he's sort of like, what is he? He's like 50 now or something. Yeah. But he can still talk to teenagers. Like, he still understands them. Mm. And so, that's just kind of amazing. And I hope my cat doesn't step on the computer. 
He might. He stepped on mine the yesterday. Um, you know what is interesting to me is you brought up social media and bullying on social media. And we were we were I feel like we got into that. We got into that maybe with our was it our last episode with Jake Doe? And we were talking about the pursuit of happiness, right? Mm -hmm. And we brought up social media and um, the fact that it was impacting young people um, in such a way that, that I didn't experience growing up, right? And so I'm wondering... You know, you use social media as as a tool, right? As an entrepreneur, you need to be able to use it. And so how do you help these young people to see that, hey, you know, using social media, using Instagram, that's opening you up to all of these feelings, right? Not only just people bullying you on social media, but you feeling bad about yourself because everybody's... Um, projecting this perf- perfect persona and that's not the reality right yeah and I went through in a similar way where a lot of my friends on my news feed on Instagram and Facebook are all about getting married having the you know having a baby getting engaged and I'm thinking I'm nowhere near that <sighs> and the reason why I was I was on these platforms was not to see what other people were doing, was to see how I can get inspired. Mm. So I started following people who were experts in the industry, who Mm. were posting quotes and inspirational topics and pages. Like I would follow BuzzFeed on, you know, how to increase your self-confidence. And I would follow articles that were helping me personally, Mm. that were helping me professionally. And I didn't care about what people were eating or where they were on the beach or where they were because it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. People are doing things and there we create stories. People yeah. are mm-hmm. posting pictures on a Wednesday morning because that's their day off. And they're posting pictures from the things that they did over the weekend. Right. Now, no one says it was done over the weekend. They, they post like it was done present day. Yeah. Right. And so we as... Other human beings are looking and like, wow, oh my God, that person was on a beach on a Wednesday morning Mm -hmm. and here I am behind a desk. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Here I am stuck in traffic. Right. That's a good point. Then they feel bad. And then they feel bad. So it's this thing called comparison-itis. It's actually a disease. Mm. It is? Comparison-itis. Comparison-itis. Is it it new or? It's a new disease, not officially known as a disease. (laughs) However, it is, when you add anything with itis, it usually tends to be a disease. Mm -hmm. And so, and this is why a lot of human beings, no matter what your age group is, are having, are having like depression, Mm. are getting diagnosed with anxiety because they keep comparing themselves to other people. The only person you should be comparing yourself to is yourself. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. How can you be the best version of you? Mm, and it yeah. looks inside, doesn't look outward. Mm-hmm. That's that's a deep, deep question. You know, how can you be the best you? Yes. And, you know, 
seems to me that it's not just teenagers that deal with that, but adults do as well. So I'm surprised that people were, you know, telling you, oh, no, no, maybe you can help my kids. Though, you know, as a mom, I know that we do tend to, you know, give for our children more than we give for ourselves you know yeah and that's something that i was taking a, that was advocating was you guys as women we have a lack of self-worth we right. put everybody else in front of us and then we ask women if they're happy and they say oh yeah i'm the perfectly happy person and mm-hmm. you know deep down that's an ego-based conversation mm-hmm. right because no one's talking about their debbie down days everybody's talking about i'm perfectly perfect mm-hmm. and the more Women were projecting that. The more I said, "As you need the help, and I don't want to help you," yeah, because I'm working with an ego. I'm not working with the authentic self, mm-hmm. right? But isn't coaching sort of helping people to find that that authentic self to be able to um, help them reach whatever goals they're not reaching because of whatever is being blocked? Yes, absolutely. However, if you're operating from an ego place, which is like your mind saying that you're perfect in everything that you do, mm-hmm. there is no room for that improvement. Mm-hmm. You don't, you're not even open to the idea of let me seek out better opportunities or let me better myself because you think you're perfect. Mm. The fact is when you tap into your heart and you realize, hey, you know what? I do put everybody else in front of me. Everybody walks all over me. I have no time to do the things I want to do. That's when I can coach them. Mm. because they're being open to learning open to that opportunity to let me expand yeah because ego puts you in that box yeah there's this quote by uh, joseph campbell as i climb the mountain i'm followed by a dog called ego yes Mm. and what's interesting about the quote is ego is not even a person it's a dog and you're saying you can't have a conversation with ego you can't you know coach ego yeah and it's because you know ego's a dog right yes and you can't talk to a dog and so um that's very interesting yeah and i went to a seminar a matt browning's seminar who has a number one podcast in the entrepreneurial world and at his seminar he said i'm gonna teach you guys about ego mm. ego is everyone's greatest obstacle mm-hmm. right yeah. It is what limits you. It's what is what protects you. And it's what keeps you safe. If you want to expand, you have to go beyond that ego. Yeah. And that ego lives in the mind. It does not live in the heart. So it goes back to the question, what does your heart want? Because your heart always knows. And that's what I coach. I coach the heart. I don't coach the mind. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Wow. That's beautiful. I coach the heart. I don't coach the mind. I'm thinking about um, Hinduism and the chakras. Chakras. Yes. Um, and you said like everything's a lot of people. They're all up here. Mm-hmm. And there's, uh, you know, I'm sure you've heard of the term groundedness mm-hmm. and staying grounded. And I've, you know. Over this past year, I've seen a like a lot about that, uh, relating mostly to young men and how like a lot of young men aren't grounded and they're very floaty, you know, mm. kind of yes. like, you know, being high or something. And so it's interesting that you say that, that you teach 
what's in the heart because the heart chakra is like right in the middle right yes it is and so it's kind of like i don't know how to explain it like the middle root right and you can kind of spread and connect with all but if you're only up here or you're only down here you know it's like you're off balance off balance mm-hmm. yeah, yeah 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 and i when i transitioned into like stepping into the entrepreneurial world i was very floaty because i didn't know any better and yeah. i just was chasing success i was running after that who can i you know get my next client or how can i learn the next thing and how can i do this and a lot of people in the space said michelle you got to get grounded you got to figure out who you are and where you want to be and it's not about the mind it's about your heart and what one of my really good friends suggested she said you're very floaty the best thing you could do is connect to the ground itself connect to mother earth and she said walk outside every morning Mm. and feel the needle of every grass that's there feel that grass needle every single one of don't see it as a patch of grass see it as a individual grass needle and get connected and appreciate mother earth and that's going to get you grounded and appreciate who you are and then she said that you're also connected to the divine because when you touch when you are in touch with your intuition your intuition starts from the divine which is above your mind mm-hmm. which is like your third eye and so if you can connect to that you trust your intuition and you're grounded you're you're solid mm. you're not floating anymore you're not floating because you're like one Yes, right. you're one. Yeah. Um, today there was discussion about being in, you know, connected to nature, mm-hmm. right? And you're sort of talking about that, and that um, uh, a mutual friend of ours, Ben, brought up that they have done studies that we need to be outside in the sun. Like the sun gives us. Um, not just vitamin D, but it gives us things that we need that um, help with protein and everything. He was very much more eloquent than I, because clearly he's read all these studies and I am just uh, telling you what he said. But it um, it really made me go, whoa. And he was like 10 minutes in the morning, be in the sun, 10 minutes in, you know, like noon or afternoon or what have you. And then 10 minutes, you know, before the sun goes down. Um, to to really get what we need um, and it it dawned on me as he was saying that that there are so many people who um, can't live in areas in which there is not a lot of sunshine I mean we're in Southern California yes we so are. we are just like so blessed to be able to have sunshine uh, most of the time and um, I'm I'm thinking about um, how I I had I'd mentioned this before. Um, Tony Robbins, the life coach Tony Robbins, had talked about when you're feeling anxiety and stress to get outside, and he's talking about like getting outside and running or walking or what have you, doing exercise. But it dawned on me that you know maybe there's also I mean why not just exercise in home? You know what was it about? getting outside right that changes things for you right maybe it grounds you more Mm -hmm. it's about changing your environment Mm. oh yeah Mm -hmm. because it's not even about the outside or the inside it's about you're sitting on the sofa you're feeling stressed 
you get your body moving and now your state of mind changes Mm -hmm. and emotion is basically energy in motion Mm. so if you get your body moving the energy floats away Mm. and it shifts out of your body and by stepping outside it changes a perspective right because the scent changes the air changes even the light changes Mm -hmm. yes and you're not trapped with walls you're not trapped with walls exactly Mm -hmm. exactly so that's one of the reasons why they say step outside i mean that's one of the reasons why my friends said don't feel the carpet feel the grass yes don't feel the carpet feel the grass yes grass is uh earth's carpet yes (laughs) (laughs) right uh lots of carpets have bugs and grass has bugs so i mean it works 100%. 100%. Yeah. Mm, okay. I, like that. <laughs> I prefer. It's true. You know, but it's interesting because, you know, it, so in this day and age, um, you know, like I love sitting in the sun, but I have issues, right, with the fact that, you know, I should not be in the sun that much because, you know, I have to worry about cancer, right? So, um, so we have we have kitty cats trying to get toys i can tell so um so i guess my concern is with um with this idea of um being outside you know so many people love to to be outside as well but we have to be um concerned about um about things like too much sun and cancer, you know, like people, people go to the beach, right? And I have a feeling that that's, yes, the going to the beach and sitting and looking at the waves, but you don't need to do that all day long for six, seven hours, right? Yeah. And, and as to what, what is the purpose of you being outdoors? Mm-hmm. All right. Are you there to sunbathe and suntan? Or are you there to appreciate what environment you're in? Mm-hmm. I sometimes take some of my phone calls outside and I'm I'm underneath a shade. However, I'm appreciating the beauty around me. Yeah. I'm not necessarily laying out by the pool. On your phone. On my phone. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, now, for uh, like a lot of young guys and I'm sure maybe women uh get the same way but we get stressed at night Mm because that's when our testosterone spikes yes and so we're stressed at night and then we're inside and we can't get out necessarily because it's 11 o'clock at night for example and you know i guess you could do push-ups or you could meditate or you could you know I don't know, stressy uh, to try and like get rid of it. But for, I think a lot of guys that doesn't help at all. So how, how do you combat that? Um, I feel like it's the same thing with women too. And Mm -hmm. especially young girls and women, I feel that we get stressed at night. And so in that moment you go in a state of gratitude and there's this thing called worry journal worry journal yes and you write down the things that are that are putting you in a state of worry because stress comes from worry Mm -hmm. 
So you write a worry, you know, you write down all the things that are worrying you. Or you go into a state of gratitude and you start appreciating what's in front of you because you have to celebrate where you are. Mm-hmm. And by thinking like you don't have enough, like a lot of entrepreneurs are are not making enough income to sustain. And so they're always worried about where is my next client going to come from? Where is my next paycheck going to come from? And yeah, we that we're trained to think that, hey, you know what? The more we're in this work, the more we are doing it, we're in the momentum, it's going to happen because mm-hmm. it has mm-hmm. to happen. And so some of the things that keeps me up at night, I'm like, well, where literally, where is my next client going to come from? And I say like, hey, you know what? I've been committed to my process of growing. I've been doing all the things and I'm, I'm here. And I just have to know that the universe is going to deliver because I'm resourceful. I am, I am committed and I'm, I'm loving what I'm doing. Mm, I'm not forcing something. I am in the space where I'm being a humble servant. A humble Mm. servant comes from the Supreme. Mm. We can call it God. We can call it Allah. We can call it that. And I'm in, I'm doing Mm. God's Mm -hmm. work. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, I might have one day of stress and I have to come back to be like, let me celebrate my process. It's not about the final destination. It's a journey of how you got to the final destination. Yeah, you fall in love with the process. Fall in love with the process. Mm. So for entrepreneurs that aren't happy being entrepreneurs, they shouldn't be entrepreneurs. Exactly. Okay. There's a reason why you became an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. No one just wakes up and says, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. Something had to happen to make that choice. Right. So what was your why? We go back to that big why. Uh What is your why? What is it that's keeping you alive? What is it that's keeping you on this track? Uh Why why be an entrepreneur when you can do something that's so much easier? Yeah. Just focus on one task and that's it. Uh Just focus on that glass of water. Don't try to sell alcohol and water and soda (laughs) and juice. Like, don't be a bartender. Be patient. Be patient. Yeah. So that's interesting because um, was it Plato's philosophy that not everybody is, you know, the same thing, essentially. Some of us are warriors. Some of us are artists. Some of us are, you know, philosophers. Mm. And, you know, in this weird era that we're kind of shifting in really anybody can be anything um especially with the internet so how does one i guess find out what they want to be do they just try new things like try being an entrepreneur try being a philosopher like how do they how do they get to that moment where okay this is my purpose because for a lot of people it's um it's hard because they love something for maybe a couple months and then they're like oh i'm bored and then they go somewhere else this is where i tap into own your strengths Mm -hmm. find what your strengths are find Mm -hmm. careers that match your strengths because when you match your strengths with your career you're never going to feel like you're working again. 
because you're doing everything that you love. Mm-hmm. When you focus on your weaknesses, you're going to never be happy. Hire people or work with people that, like, let's say my weakness is X. I'm going to find people whose strengths are X. Right. So I don't have to worry about that. And so there's tests like Meyer Briggs personality test, Gallup strength finder test, and learning about what are you good at? What really lights up your soul? Not what really lights up your mind. What is it that lights up your soul? Mm-hmm. That's a, a difficult, I think it's a difficult thing to answer for people, you know? I mean, I think what Devin's talking about, you know, people um people go and they work and then they get into well this is what i studied in college so this is what i should do or what have you they might change it it may be look a little bit different maybe it's you know if it's a radical change that's really you know that's really wonderful and maybe those are people that have figured this out right um but i would venture to say that many people are out there just trying to make a living and they're afraid, afraid to there. Or they say, you know, I've got a lot of strengths, Michelle. I'm, you know, I'm really good at a lot of things. My problem is I can't figure out what's gonna, what's gonna ignite my passion. Right. Yeah. And this is where people like coaching, like coaches and counselors come in because they will help you pull out the things that you don't physically see. You don't mm. mentally see. Mm. And this is why people hire. This is why America runs on counselors and therapists and coaches. Because these people are trained to pull people out of the rat race. Mm-hmm. We get so caught up in doing the same thing over and over and over again. That's all we see. And we dim the light on what's actually supposed to be our purpose. So what makes a life coach or, um, you know a guide essentially different from just watching youtube videos or reading a book like the quran or the bible what makes you stand apart from these things youtube videos personal development books even religious books they will speak to you in a non-verbal way Mm. Coaches and counselors and therapists will speak to you in a verbal way. Mm-hmm. So you could read all the things. However, the right questions only the human being will ask you. You watch a YouTube video, Tony Robbins video or Brian Tracy's video. You're going to they're going to speak to you in a different way than actually having a conversation. Mm-hmm. So if you want to know like, you know, what like my I found out what my strengths were, not by myself, not by reading the books. I hired a counselor after my second layoff. I said, I'm meant to be doing something different and I'm not really sure where I'm going. And I hired a counselor and I said, I need to figure out who am I and why am I here? Mm -hmm. I know I'm Indian. I know I'm American. I know I'm a girl. Mm -hmm. But beyond that, what am I here to do? What am I here to create? And all she did was focus on my strengths. Mm, there's this thing called astrolabe.com it's a free astrological chart Mm. and i did my own report i typed in my time of birth place of birth time of birth place of birth date of birth all that and i put that into 
And I gave it to her and I said, okay, based on this, where am I supposed to go? She goes, you're a really good leader. You work in a team environment and that's where you're going to succeed. By the time I started, by the time our end together was there, like I think I ended with her in July of 2015. I happened to take my first coaching class in November. And that's how I found out what the missing puzzle piece is. Had I not gone to the council, I would have never, I would still be floating around doing something I'm not really good at. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you speak of like you're good in teams. Yes. You're a good leader. So to teamwork, a lot of entrepreneurs have a mastermind group. Yes. Where it's just like maybe six people or even less. Do you have something like that? Or are you creating that? I am a part of a few right now. A few. Mm-hmm. Okay. A few. Mm-hmm. I knew what a mastermind was. And I knew what was like, it's going to be like down the line type thing. And by working. So I. This is a funny story. It's an interesting story. Mm-hmm. October 30th. I get hired as an internal coach. Because one of the employees said, I want you to coach me. So I designed all of that in the morning. At 4 p.m., this other gentleman said, Michelle, we're terminating your position altogether. Uh. You have an hour to give away your laptop. You have... So it was ironic and coincidental that I got hired as an internal life coach. It was a dream of mine. And it was snatched away. Yeah. And on November 1st, I hired a business coach. Mm. And the moment I hired a business coach, I started showing up on Facebook more because I was building my brand and figuring that out. And I had one person reach out to me and said, Michelle, it's fantastic that you're working with the business coach. It's like you and your business coach, two of you. You need to be with like-minded people. So we've created a mastermind, a group coaching. We're going to teach you all the things. You should join it. And I said, mm-hmm. sign me up. Mm-hmm. Through that, I met like-minded people mm-hmm. who are starting off as coaches and we were exchanging ideas and things like that. So there's still a group of my friends after the program ended. Then I met this other woman. She said, I'm starting a brand new group coaching program. We're going to teach you all the tips and tricks and things like that so you can be more successful and show up more confidently. And I'm in a group of seven or eight people like that. So if you want to be the best at something, you need to find people who are at the same level as you and who are higher in terms of income, in terms of knowledge, and in terms of experience. Because you want to be that next person. So you got to network with that next level of people. Mm. And in the personal coaching world, coaches are always hiring coaches. Right. Because we're always growing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yes, I have a business coach. I also have a strategy coach. And then I also have a life coach. Mm -hmm. And I'm investing in all of this because I want to be the best coach that I can be for my clients. Right. And I want to serve my clients the best way that I know how. So if I'm continuously growing... My clients are going to be like, well, if she's growing, I want to be on that bandwagon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So learning never stops. Learning wow. never stops. Learn till death. Basically, yes. <laughs> you want to be a student stops. for life. You want to right. be a student for life. Yeah. Yeah, you do. I mean, it's so important to continue learning, you know, and... um. it's interesting because we were talking about how so many people are turning away from traditional education. Yes. Right. 
and they're saying, hey, this is um, this isn't working. Um, I'm in debt beyond belief with student loans. Right. And so we push our kids. So all these parents who I venture are having all the problems with their teenagers, they're hoping that their teenagers are going to go right into college. And so they want them to do well on their grades. Um, they want to make sure that they are not getting into mischief. Right. And, and so the problem is that you've got, you've got sort of this parents who have this dream for their kids and the kids today are probably mm, having possibly different dreams because there is, there are other avenues to getting education now that were not there um, way back when, for instance, oh, when absolutely. I was in school. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And there's a trend. It's like a formula. It's like you, for parents and children, parents' main goal is go through K through 12, right? Be a good human being, go to college, get that job. And that's the formula. Yes. And along the way, kids start developing their own mindset and their own strengths. Mm -hmm. And that's why parents only provide unconditional love when the kids can't talk. The moment the kids start talking, that unconditional turns into conditional love. Right. Yeah. And how does mm -hmm. that transition? Because of this thing called expectations. I expect you to get the good grades and I expect you to do the thing and I expect you to do that and I expect mm -hmm. you. And so now all of a sudden, these kids are now attached to puppets. They're like puppet strings. And they're following what their parents are telling them, which is why if you ask a lot of doctors and engineers and lawyers and you ask them how happy they are in their profession, they said, I'm only doing this because my parents told me to. Yeah. I'm only doing this because it was my parents' dreams. What was yours? Not to be doing what I'm doing right now. I was be doing something else. Mm -hmm. And so that's why we have a society that is depressed. That's why we have a society that's unhappy because we're fulfilling everybody else's dream. No one has asked us what we wanted to do and this is why coaching has been around for only 25 years and it's one of the fastest growing industries because we're helping people realize that you don't have to live like that anymore we wouldn't have a tony robbins if we live like this we wouldn't have a jay shetty if you live like this we wouldn't have a brian tracy if you live like this mm -hmm. everybody's reading napoleon hill's books napoleon hill wrote his books in the early 1900s right we're all going back to read that book thinking grow rich why are these books coming up now? Yeah. Because so many people are two paychecks away from being homeless, losing it all, right? Exactly. And there's this fear. We're living in a fear-based society. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People are unhappy. And Gary Vaynerchuk keeps saying over and over, I, he says this in every video, we need to change the conversation to happiness. Mm. what makes you happy right you know and it's really um difficult for a lot of people especially when they don't have i guess the avenues or the intelligence or the experiment experience to navigate themselves and to navigate also the outside world and I guess what you're saying, right, is coaching gives them 
that um, structure to do that. So in this, you know, kind of, I don't know what you call it, this post era of weirdness. I, I don't know what to call this era. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of people, uh, you know, I don't know how it is with young women, but I'm sure it's very similar. Um, you know, there's nobody to give you an initiation mm. in life. There's no, like, you know, a lot of tribes used to take their kid away very young. Like the Spartans did this. They took the young boy at seven years old you know, ripped, you know, a couple young men came in the house, ripped him away from the mother, and it was sort of this uh, whole, like, she was in on it. It was this whole, like, acting thing. Native American tribes have done something similar to this. Then they go out, and they, you know, initiation. Now you are becoming a Spartan boy, and you either die, and you were destined to die, you know, Amor Fati, your destiny, or you live and you become a spartan and so for a lot of uh people there's no initiation to sort of womanhood or manhood how you know i don't know how to ask this but how do you how does do you kind of show them how to go in initiation do you show them something like that like what how do you kind of help that? Yeah, so there's a gap in where you are and where you want to go. Mm-hmm. So by hiring somebody in the personal development field, you basically are bringing that gap closer. Mm. And we're bringing that gap to life. And so the process that we do is we ask a lot of questions. Mm. Because every person has the answers inside of them. Mm-hmm. Every person knows what they want to do. Every person knows what their strengths are. Mm-hmm. And sometimes those strengths are buried. Like I never thought I was gonna be a leader. However, I kept getting pulled by like I kept getting pulled into leadership positions. No one in my family thought I was gonna be a leader of some sort or how they just said, Oh, that's just kind of cool how it just landed in your lap. And I thrived in it. So it was like, okay, cool, there's something that's happening. And so a lot of situations are buried, and that's why they're they're forming in a state of darkness. As coaches and as counselors, we can see your greatness from a mile away. Because we can see if you're operating from a heart-centered space or from an ego space. Mm -hmm. And it's how you show up energetically. It's not how you show up with your presence. It's how how your energy shows up. Mm -hmm. Because energy is everything. Yeah. Energy, vibration, frequency. Exactly. It's everything. Mm -hmm. So... I had a question. I totally forgot what I was going to ask. Um, sorry. When you're kind of beating, you know, I wouldn't say beating, but you're trying to get, you know, them people's authentic selves out of them. Um, you're basically like just giving them sort of 
I don't know how to put this. You're giving them not only advice, but you're giving them tools to do it. And you're teaching them how to do those tools, much like um, some sort of tribal leader, for example. Yeah. It's so it's and that's what I, that's what we do. We offer them tools that we know it's gonna work. Mm-hmm. Like I was talking to my life coach, and I said, I feel like I'm so caught up in like the task of like doing this and doing this and doing this, and I feel like I'm a perfectionist. So I'm falling behind. Mm. And my coach said, Yeah, that's so unlike you. Why are you following rules when you're meant to be free spirited? So he reminded me that, oh, yeah, I'm free-spirited, which is why I'm having this struggle of following the rules of you got to do this, you got to do this, you got to do this. He goes, why don't you just openly share what you have to say? Mm. And I thought, oh, yeah, that's what I'm really good at. I don't like planning uh-huh. to talk. Like, I love our conversation today because yeah. I have no notes. I love the organicism of it. <laughs> I love that we're just mm-hmm. connecting. Yeah. And that's what I want to do. I don't want to sit here and be like, what's the top product or what's the top topic that's trending right now? What does everyone talk about? Mm-hmm. That's not the point. The yeah. point is, how am I showing up? Yes. Yeah. And how- what capacity are we showing up? Mm-hmm. Yes. So true. And so that's what I help bring my clients about. I was talking to one of my clients today and, and she's like, well, I don't want to do this foundational thing. I really want to do this, you know, this expert thing. I said, think of it if this foundation made you a better expert. Instead mm. of saying, I hate doing this. I don't know why I'm doing this. So boring. Right. You've taken the fun out of it. You made this foundation thing even harder than what it is. Because you don't think it's aligned with your goal. But what if you said, if I focused on this foundation and it made me a better achiever in my goal, that would be more fun. Mm-hmm. You're sort of shifting the view yes exactly we're offering perspectives and i went to a conference this past weekend and the first slide that the presenter said was and on this like well you know expectations for this event what we're gonna go through and at the end he says b5 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 and what that meant was treat yourself like you're five years old be like a five-year-old mm. act like a five-year-old because what do five-year-olds do they are filled with curiosity Everything is why, 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 why? Yeah, why? Everything is how, how, how? Like it's questions, questions, questions. Mm. Right. As adults, we kill our curiosity because we think we know it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's very true. Very true. Because that's the ego, right? That's the ego. That's we the think ego. we know it all equals ego. When you're five years old, we don't have an ego because we don't know what the hell that is. <laughs> we physically don't know what that is Mm -hmm. and so when you're five years old everything is now an aha so cool let me learn why yeah why 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 (laughs) why and why is the only time coaches will ask their clients why is not to justify but to really get to the reason of what is their purpose why are they here Mm. What made them say yes? So why is financial freedom important? Why is having that six figures important? Why is traveling the world important? These are the only reasons why we ask why. Mm. Otherwise, it's how mm. and what and who. Yeah. And where. And where. Because the moment you ask somebody why, you're justifying them. Ego. 
Do you ever get clients who, you know, they say they want one thing or they say, like, they say, oh, I want that six-figure income, Mm -hmm. but in reality, they don't really want that. They would prefer a, a more simple life. They would prefer not to have a lot. You know, that's sort of that, you know the opposite they say that they want this right i want that apple but really i want the you know the fig you know (laughs) yeah and we as a society are trained to think that six figures is everything right we as a society have been trained that get that management position and six figures are on your way we're trained as a society that six figures is everything and it's a foundation of life in reality it's your own happiness that's the foundation of life because you can have the six figures. You can even have the eight figures. If you are not happy with who you are, where you are, that money doesn't even matter. Right. Uh-huh. So yeah. it's taking that perspective of, yes, I want that. At the same time, what I want is so I can be spend time with my family. So I can be there when my kids are growing up. So I can be there when I want to travel the world and I don't have to worry about where that next paycheck is going to come from. Well, and that's what a lot of these um, uh, various entrepreneurs that are selling, um, you know, take, take my courses Mm -hmm. and what have you. um, And, and you will then have the skill in which to start your own business. Right. Um, What you see is, is a lot of, um that sort of trying to get people to see that no 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 I want to do this I want to do this side hustle this mm-hmm. business build up this business while I'm working full time because I want that freedom I want to be with my family I want you know I want to be able to travel I want to not have to worry about money I want all of these things right yeah and and it, and it's interesting because we i would say venture to say that most people want that right so they're really getting to the core of what most people want but it seems to me that you really need to be a go-getter in order to be successful in doing that be able to do a full-time job and a side hustle business at the same time you know yeah, and this comes down to the point of you're chasing things outside of you. Mm. When you start saying, I'm enough, you start appreciating what's in front of you so you don't have to stress yourself out doing that big thing and the side hustle. Mm. Because if you, for me, I just took the step, the leap of faith and said, I'm going to go and become a coach. No one in my family is in personal development as much as I am. I'm like a personal development junkie. Uh (laughs) Attending all the seminars. And I won't even attend one. I'll attend like four in a row. Like, Mm. and then I'll like stop for a while and then I'll attend four in a row. It's fun. And it's fun because I'm networking with like-minded people. And my parents are like, well, why are you spending all that money? And why are you hiring all these coaches? And I'm like, why are you doing all the thing? And I said, because I just want to do it once. I'm creating a solid foundation. I tried the full-time thing and a side hustle. And I realized I wasn't motivated for the side hustle. Right. And as a life coach, I have to, my energy is everything. Because people are buying me. They're buying my energy. They're buying what I'm telling them. They're 
physically like investing in me to provide them their breakthrough. And if I'm tired and if I'm not motivated and if I'm not all the things they expect, they're not going to work with me. Uh-huh. And so I chose not to do a big thing. I just chose to focus on my side hustle because I know that's what's going to get me to the next level of financial freedom and this family time and everything. So I actually have a reminder that shows up every day, twice a day that says, I am enough. Mm. And that forces me to not, that forces me not to look at things outside of me, but to look inside what's inside of me. Uh I am enough. I am enough. That's your, what is it called? What are those mantra? Mantra. Mantra. Uh I am enough. I love that. You know, what a different world it would be if everybody walked around saying, I am enough. Yeah. <laughs> this kitty cat. <laughs> oh, they're both here now. Yeah, they want to be on the podcast. Too. Yeah, great like, way to about... disrupt things. We're enough. We're enough. <laughs> We're enough. We're enough. <laughs> so, by, you know, and it's it's so interesting that so many people, like when they started staying there, I am enough, they, they sold the extra car that they had. Mm. They downsized their home. Right. Because Ooh. they're thinking that they're looking for happiness outside of them rather than looking for happiness inside of them. When you look outside, like I got to have that man and I got to have that thing. You've mm. given away your happiness. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because you don't need it. Because you don't need it. And you don't, you don't need, you don't need. All of what society tells you you need to yes. be happy, yes. right? And that's really the the crux of it all. Yes. Right? The crux of it is we need to focus on ourselves, focus on that five-year-old child who says why and how and is inquisitive and in a state of wonder before we get to middle school in which we have all those thoughts, um, the self-deprecating thoughts that tell us that we are not enough, right? Yes. That we're stupid, that we're idiots, that we're horrible, Mm -hmm. that we're not smart, that we're not going to make it, right? We don't have friends. Nobody loves us we're too fat or too Mm -hmm. skinny or too this or too that or not enough, right? And so in essence, it seems as though you are helping teenagers, adults, whoever your client is to tap back into that five-year-old to help them get to be enough and to realize that they are enough, right? Yes. To be able to achieve their life's purpose what they're put on this earth for yeah no absolutely and i and i totally believe that and something that came up to me was we always say something like someone says something like oh i know 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 yeah yeah and what you're doing is you're preventing yourself from learning Mm -hmm. instead of saying you know hey that giraffe is brown be like thank you for the reminder Mm-hmm. You switch it out with thank you for the reminder. Mm. By saying that, you've now opened the doors for information to come in because we all need that reminder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We all need to know what time it is. We keep asking the same question. What time is it? What time is it? It's adventure time. It's adventure time. Exactly. <laughs> and by saying I know, you know, I know there's time and I know we need to know what time it is. But 
Why do we keep asking that same question? We just asked it 10 minutes ago. Yeah, Why are we asking it again? Anxious. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there? And when you say thank you for the reminder, you're now enjoying uh. the journey and you're enjoying where you are. And you are allowing yourself to just be whole and complete. Yeah. Could we get into this thing of we're not complete. Something's wrong with us. We're not perfect. And you're going down this downward spiral. Right. And until you stop that negative self-talk, you're on that downward spiral entering that rabbit hole. And the moment mm-hmm. you say, hey, you know what? I'm empowered. I'm good. You're now on this upward spiral. So more things can happen. Yeah. So I guess I'm a very unique case. When I I didn't grow up, uh, like I wasn't on social media. I literally just recently got on social media because I realized if you're not on social media, you're irrelevant. But, you know, that's... Uh, so I just recently got on it and I got very much into um, marketing and all this stuff. But so I, you know, I can relate to a lot of teenagers, but at the same time, I can't because growing up, I didn't have that. So like there was no cyberbullying. I really didn't let many people bully me. Um, I was, you know, team captain of the soccer team. I was valedictorian, like all this stuff. And so when when there's something like like that and some like unique case like that, there's a sort of... Uh, isolation to Mm -hmm. it and so when i guess what i'm trying to say is when there's a unique case such as that and so like just kind of out of the ordinary and they sort of know what they want to do they sort of know like all this stuff like they've been in all these positions like that for example leader yeah leadership and all this stuff and they're kind of like you know how do you how do you sort of deal with something like that like something like me for example or somebody like totally opposite to me like there's the the complete radical for example yeah so the thing that comes up for me at the moment is who's in your community Mm -hmm. who are you hanging out with but it seems like you're the leader who's following you Mm. who are you impacting Mm -hmm. right where's your so-called tribe at everybody has this thing of like sense of belonging the mm-hmm. fact that we're lonely is because we feel like we don't fit in. Right. Hey, even as an entrepreneur and as a life coach, I sometimes feel like I don't fit in. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm always looking for like that. Who's my new best friend? Because that's where I get to grow and expand. So who can you relate to? Who the people that are the closest to you may might be your biggest cheerleader or they might be your biggest enemy. They're your biggest cheerleader because they're supporting you. They could also be your biggest enemy because they don't believe in you. Mm-hmm. So 
Who are you interacting with on a daily basis that is inspiring you to show up as the best version of you? And the people that are on the opposite side of you that are like all over social media and are doing the thing, they have their own struggles of why are they trying so hard? Mm -hmm. That's another perspective of why are they being everywhere? Yeah. There's people that are like going out and doing all the networking things and they're attending like networking events. But and they're yet, not doing anything. They're right? not doing they're not a crowd puller. So in a sense, you're kind of like the radical, mm -hmm. I guess, life coach. So the reason I asked this is because you, I'm so glad you did. There's a lot of yeah, there's a lot of you know, focus on the same thing, like mm -hmm. the regular person, the nine to five or the social media addict. But there's a lot of us that no, no, no. There's not a lot of us. There's few of us that aren't like that. Like we're just that. I hate using the term black sheep, mm -hmm. but we're the pink sheep. We're the blue <laughs> sheep, you know, within the yeah. white sheep. Yeah. You know what I mean? So and I just want like to zone in on that piece of content. Because that is something that you, you just don't find out there. Right. And that's where you get to connect with other black sheeps and white sheeps and pink sheeps. And that's where the tribe is so mm -hmm. important. Because trust me, there's a gazillion million people on this planet. There's always a group of people for everybody. Yeah. The key is to find your own. And the key to find that out is on meetups. Connect with the local neighbors. Right? You are a valedictorian. You could inspire so many teenagers to be like, let me show you my journey. Let me talk to you about my journey. And then there, you can even go to college students and be like, hey, how many of you guys were valedictorian or knew somebody that was? Mm -hmm. Let me, I would love to get connected to them. Mm -hmm. Because there's a reason why you became that. Out yeah. of a, you know, 500 kids, you were the one that was chosen. So yeah. There's something here. Mm -hmm. So let's say I, you know, inspire or something. Mm -hmm. What gives me the right? Like what? Like what's the entitlement? Sort of like what gives me the right to do that? Like I'm I'm younger or somebody or even for somebody way older, like, oh, they're too old. They don't understand the young. Like I'm too young. Do I don't understand the old. Like, you know, there's a lot of stuff like that. So what gives me, I guess, the right to do something like that? Because you're the subject matter expert. The subject matter expert. What does that mean? You are the... So your subject matter is how to be a leader mm -hmm. and how to be a valedictorian. Mm. You yourself know that story the best. That's your unique value proposition that you can offer. So anybody that wants to be on that path will be on that path to follow you. Mm. I didn't just come out and be like, hey, I'm going to be like the newest teenager coach. Teenagers kind of fell into my lap because I was targeting women between the ages of 30 to 50. They all just happened to have some kids who were in the teenage group. Mm. And the more news talked, the more like the media and the news reporters talked about how teenagers are a hot mess, the more that read like that rang a bell. And the more I showed up on social media saying, hey, guys, like, I understand, you know, let's talk about how do you lead? And that was my topic this past Friday. I said, how do you show up as a leader? How do you lead? Mm -hmm. How are, what is your example for raising good kids? 
And I talked about that. And so many people came back and said, hey, I want to talk to you about my son. And I want to talk to you about my daughter. Because I spoke about it. People are now like, oh, yeah, that's what she does. But if I don't talk about it, no one's going to know what I do. Mm-hmm. I'm currently rebranding myself as I am a speaker. Mm. Yeah. I'm rebranding myself as a speaker. Because I realized that I, for me, it doesn't make sense to call all the people in my phone book and tell them, hey, guys, did you know that I'm a life coach and I can do X, Y, and Z? That doesn't inspire me. That I, that, I see that as busy work. Yeah. What mm. really inspires me is getting on stages, company stages, public school stages, and t- creating a massive movement of people saying, yes, I want to buy into our program. And how do I work with her? Mm. So I'm rebranding myself as as a speaker, which is why this opportunity of being a pod like being on a podcast is a perfect opportunity for me. Perfect. Oh yes. wow. So mm-hmm. it's That's what is cool. your unique value proposition beyond what everybody else is telling you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So does that answer your question in a way? Yeah, yeah, I think so. But there's a lot of expectations for you know a lot of achievers you mean yeah for high achievers Mm -hmm. but you know there's a lot of expectations for leaders too that aren't even high achievers they just you know haven't like you know a lot of leaders become leaders you know in their 30s for example yeah you know and that's okay look expectation is going to be everywhere no matter where you go and how what you do even the ceo of apple has expectations Mm -hmm. deliver the best product to be the best company, to mm. do it. And you know what? The only person you're going to ever please 100% is yourself. You cannot go out and please people. Right. There are people being born every single day. There are people being that are dying every single day. We don't even know half of them. Mm-hmm. Let alone, we don't even know, like, majority of them. Mm-hmm. There are countries that you will never visit. You just won't visit. They're war-torn countries. If you're brave enough, you may want to visit some of them. And so there are people living in those countries. So the only thing that's consistent in all of this is how you show up for yourself every single day. Mm-hmm. And taking that strength of being a high achiever and be like, how can I be even a higher achiever? Right. There are people that claim they're the world's number one voice coach mm-hmm. that teach you how to speak all day long. They've worked with celebrities. There are people that claim themselves to be the world's number one wealth coach. And whatever industry they touch, whatever company they touch, goes to the top company in the industry. So mm-hmm. what is your brand? What are you standing in for? Are you saying, oh, I'm just a valedictorian? Or are you saying, I am a valedictorian and I am doing X, Y, and Z. So mm-hmm. how is your energy showing up when you say that? Are you mm-hmm. downplaying your strengths or are you upplaying your strengths? Mm-hmm. Now, should you upplay your strengths? And that's like another thing, entitlement ego like how do you do so without with humility yeah with humility what is the purpose behind you upplaying your strengths okay is it gonna hurt your reputation is gonna help your reputation Mm -hmm. one of the things that i was talking to the speaker because i I had an access to the vip so i got to have some extra time with the main speaker and i said i have interviewed dr deepak chopra and president uh and former president of Mexico, Vincente Fox. How do I say that in my bio? Mm-hmm. And he said, that's exactly what you say. 
Michelle Mehta is a speaker. She has interviewed people like Dr. Deepak Chopra and Mexican, Mexican's former president, Vincente Fox. Mm. All of a sudden, that's credibility. Mm-hmm. And if they want proof, they can go on my Facebook, and it's one of the pictures that I've posted there on my profile. Wow. And I said, you know, my family business, I, you know, I, I have a check that's coming from the family business. I don't really work there full time, but that's just something to keep me afloat. And their customers are like Coca-Cola, SpaceX, Arrowhead Bottle Company. How, do I even use that in my bio or not? They go, absolutely. Mm. Because the purpose is for me to get on stages of companies. The purpose is for me to not brag about it, to be like, oh, hey, like I'm the best speaker in town. Uh It's more about I want to inspire as many people. If I went to your school and Mm -hmm. I said I've interviewed X, Y, and Z and ABC, all of a sudden it's like, well, we want her on our stage too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So am I walking around like being all cocky and stuff? No, because it's helping my career. Right. So you just say the truth. You say the truth. Be authentic. Be authentic about it. Be Mm -hmm. an integrity about it. Now, if I've never interviewed Dr. Deepak Chopra, and I said, oh, and I want to interview Dr. Deepak Chopra, or I wish to interview, all of a sudden, it's like my credibility just disappeared. Yeah. It's like, okay, you do that. Okay, yeah, you do that. Mm -hmm. But the fact is, I have, and Mm -hmm. I have proof. Mm -hmm. Go on my Facebook profile, and you'll see that. Yeah. Wow. I'm like, now I want to go all into Deepak Chopra. We're going to have to do a part two with Michelle, I think. Because I'm like, what? And if uh, Barbara were here. Oh, yeah. I forgot to say that. She's not here right, today. She's not here. She'll be here next Sunday. But if she were here, she would be so into El Presidente and wanting to know about that. So. Yeah, so it's to, to what two. capacity are you using your strengths for? Mm-hmm. I mean, there are people that claim to be the world's number one blah, blah, blah. Right. And are they really? Right. Or are mm-hmm. they just saying it? And yeah. you can tell by the way they talk that you can tell by the way they show up. Everything is about being humble, honest, and integrity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So true. So true. And the more you fear and the more you feel like you're the black. And I used to go through the same thing. I still consider myself the black sheep of the family. Mm. I have an American name on an Indian body. People ask me that are like, you know, from the Middle Eastern culture and the Indian culture. What's your real name? What's your Mm. real name? What's your real name? And I said, my name is Michelle. They go, no. I said, no, it is. Mm -hmm. And some people even go to the extent of showing me the proof. My mm-hmm. proof is like, was your name Michelle everywhere? Mm-hmm. And I say it is. And so if I kept saying, no, it's not, and I came up with something else, they'd be like, oh, yeah. And now they wouldn't believe me. But the fact is that I was born with this name and I'm excited to have this name. It matches my personality because I'm half Indian, half American. Right. Right. Like I'm, I'm a blend of both cultures. Mm-hmm. And, it, and I started playing with it because I used to feel insecure mm-hmm. that, oh, like, oh, my name is not Indian. Everybody right. else in my family has an Indian except me. Mm. And I said, no, I'm going to use that to my strength. And the more you focus, like whatever you focus on is going to grow. So where your energy, where your energy flows is what, like what you're, where you, you know, yeah. What's the phrase? Where your focus grows, that's where your energy flows. Mm. So what you focus on is where your energy is going to be. Mm. You focus on the negativity, it's going to grow. 
more negative stuff. Focus on the positivity, it's going to grow more positivity stuff. So where is your energy going to, into what capacity? Hmm. Wow, that's a very good question. Hmm. So, I guess the uh, ending question, there's a lot of um, flossing, especially on social media, mm-hmm. and stunting, and, you know, it's very difficult for teenagers to sort of just delete social media, you know, yeah. and they're following, you know, 500 of their friends, in quotes. Mm-hmm. And they're not following, I guess, the right people. Like, if you look at my feed, it's a lot of not that it's a lot of like you know personal development stuff mm-hmm. um mma fighters urban explorers parkour stuff it's very much like what i like to do and it's sort of inundated with a lot of that so i don't see a lot of other people's stuff how does a kid especially teenager developing mind you know navigate all that bs on social media i would suggest instead of looking at people start looking at things Mm. so start looking at people that are inspirational what inspires them to be better i don't know about you but a lot of people follow the kardashians Mm. and i was watching a few shows, but the moment I get into it, five, ten minutes, it's an instant headache. Like, right. my head starts hurting. Yeah. Because I know that's not real. Right. Yes, it's real on TV, and it's reality TV. Mm-hmm. Yet, some of the things that they're doing, I'll never be able to do. Yeah. Eating at, like, a five-star restaurant, spending $50 on a drink. I don't believe in that. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not going to watch it. Yeah. Right. So what are the things that you believe in? And what I would follow stuff that's based on your own goals. Yes, follow your friends and have as many friends as you want. At the same time, if it's garbage content, yes. I don't care about what food you're eating or where you're eating at. Teach me something. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're going to teach me how to make the perfect salad on the planet, I'll watch that. I'll watch that. Yeah. <laughs> Like, if you're going to teach me something how to make your mom's favorite recipe or your grandmother's favorite recipe, I'll watch that. But if you're going to sit here and take a picture of a steak mm-hmm. and be like, this is my dinner. Great. Like, that didn't teach me anything. Mm-hmm. So give value. Give value. Follow things that are providing you value. Value. Mm-hmm. Stop following your friends. <laughs> yeah, basically, if they're going to talk about like, you know, like, oh, I'm... I'm at the beach. Check me out in a bikini. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, you didn't teach me anything. Yeah. There's a lot of like, yeah, there's a lot of that. They post a picture and then it's just like one emoji. Yeah. And you're like, okay. Or the outfit of the day was your bikini. Fantastic. Like round Fantastic. of applause to you. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. So it's it's all about what you what you put into your mind. Yes what you put into it you will then produce either 
well, hopefully you'll produce something amazing if you're putting amazing things into your mind. But if you're putting garbage in, garbage is going to come out. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it starts and ends with you. Mm-hmm. Right. There and are it, so many people on social media that don't have any friends. Mm. Like they have zero followers. Doesn't make them a oh. bad person or a degraded person. They have control of what content is coming into their feed. Right. Because they're following companies that are doing amazing things. Yeah. That's and great. there are people that are say, I do not add friends. I do not. I do not add friends. Oh, really? I do not add followers. I don't want to follow you. And I don't want to give you my thing. You cannot follow me. and I don't want to follow you. Oh, like privating? Yeah. Kind of? Like, let's say you have a social media. Like, let's say you have Instagram and I have Instagram. And they're like, hey, Devin, let's be friends. Mm-hmm. They're like, no, you know what? I don't follow people. And so, that's cool. Yeah. Or like, you want to be on mine? I'm like, yeah, yeah, you don't follow people. Because I'm controlling what's in my newsfeed based on what I want to have control over. Yeah. Now, that's not the case in real life because I realize I would love to have as many followers as I can. I love to find out what everybody's doing and trending so that I can deliver valuable content. So please do follow me. I'm not that type of person. (laughs) 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 Like I would love to have as many followers as I can. I would love to have authentic people. People buy likes. People buy followers. Mm. And it's just a robot that's liking all your content. I hate that. And you're not, when it comes down to building an email list, when it comes down to actually having authentic friends, you won't have any because you're buying things that are not real. Mm -hmm. So develop organic relationships now i've noticed something yeah on instagram mm-hmm. because i'm very much in the marketing scene yes if you post a picture of yourself like the the algorithm notices that yes and it puts it at the top and you get more likes therefore but if you post a picture about something that's like not you you don't get as much likes which is very mm-hmm interesting yes so what's your take on that go out and let people see who the real you are so there's this woman named cardi b mm-hmm. one of my mentors um friends had told me this that every, like cardi b puts out this blue lipstick it's gone within 12 hours mm. it's wow. sold out cardi mm-hmm. b puts on this brand it's gone like it's sold out why? Because she does Instagram lives, Facebook lives in her pajamas, in her bathrobe, with or without makeup. It doesn't matter. She's mm-hmm. being real. Authentic. Authentic. So obviously, whatever she does, it's gonna, she can be relatable to people. Yeah. So the more vulnerable you are, the more you share your, hey, like, this is what I'm going through. Like, hey, guys, I'm a valedictorian, and I also feel I'm lonely. Mm-hmm. You let people know that, all of a sudden, you're like, wow. You're a leader and you feel this? Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I can relate to you. Mm-hmm. But the fact is, you're like, you don't even share that about you, but then you're on the beach doing that. They're going to be like, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, okay, cool. Right. You're so, having fun. Yeah, and vulnerability is everything because we're losing it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Vulnerability is not a sign of weakness, it is a sign of strength mm-hmm. because yeah. you're, putting your out th- you're putting yourself out there so, mass- so the masses can hear you can see you, can feel you. Mm. Mm -hmm. It's a way of connecting. 
Yeah. A lot and of people they talk connection about with social media. Yeah. Or... A lot yeah. of people they talk about their family. You know, hey, like I have, you know, my son and my daughter and this. Why? So that people be like, well, you're a mom. I'm a mom. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're a dad. I'm a dad. Mm-hmm. Relatable. Yeah. Relatable. And that's how you can get, you can build relationships faster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons I was such a good leader is because I put up boundaries yes. between my followers, you know, followers, you know. And so, in quotes, in quotes, yeah. I don't like saying followers. I don't know. It's just a little weird, weird for me. I put up boundaries and I, I put up, um, I wasn't like I had friends and acquaintances, but I didn't have close friends. And that's very much what a leader has to do yes. if they want to be a good leader. So, it to combat and that's why i'm saying it's lonely to combat that do you join a mastermind group with other leaders yes 100 percent. 100 percent. because you you need to have people that are your your friends outside of whoever's following you mm-hmm. right yes and when you join like a meetup or a mastermind with other leaders, you grow faster. You connect with people that are similar to where you are, which is why like a lot of people are like, you need to be a seminar junkie mm-hmm. because that's where you get to learn with people that are like minded. People who go to personal development seminars are there for a reason. Right. To learn about personal development so they can better themselves in the real world. Mm-hmm. So you would obviously want to hang out with those people. You don't want to make friends at a random restaurant or a random bar or a club. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unless it, you're a promoter. A, yeah. And that's all you do for a living is like figure out people to be like, hey, join the next new club. And the new club is coming out. Then you want to be there. But if you're learning about personal development, the last place I ever want to network is at a bar or a club because mm-hmm. you're not the real person. There's alcohol inside of you, <laughs> most right. probably, yeah. or something else inside of you that's yeah. making you the person that you are mm-hmm. in that moment. Yeah. Mm. And if it's not in, inside of you, it's inside of somebody else, so they're not going to really yeah. yeah. Now maybe remember that somebody like uh, counter was it Robin Williams committed suicide, yes. right? Mm-hmm. And I assume it's because he. I don't know why. I'm not going to assume, actually. But there's probably, like, a lot a leadership component to that. Yes. And there's a lot of people that go out in the world and they they can't help being leaders. It's just the people that attract to them are not, like, other leaders. So they, they're just put in a leadership position. Yes. Um. How, like... Again, with the mastermind group, you have that, but then there becomes a reluctancy to be a leader. Like, there's a, the hero's journey, basically. Yes. And so, how do you embrace that, sort of? What what you, the aura that you're giving off, but you not don't necessarily want to give off. Then that would not be the right group for you. What do you mean? Because if you, the reason why you're in that group is for a reason. If that group doesn't gel with you, 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 
no one's telling you you have to marry your mastermind group. Mm-hmm. You can always find new ones. And before you commit to being a part of a mastermind group, I'd always test it out. Mm-hmm. Test it out because you're not for everyone and not everyone is for you. Mm-hmm. You're not for everyone and not everyone is for you. You have to see what works for you. Just because, let's say there's seven of us and we're all really good friends, yet you're like, yeah, I like you guys, but like, you know, I'm, I'm looking for something more. You guys are all the white sheep and I still feel like the black sheep. Mm-hmm. Great. You know that. Move on to a group that has black sheep mm-hmm. and right. stick to that. Because if that's, if you have reluctancy for a reason, number one, you're unhappy. Number two, you're fighting something. So it's not flowing. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Good point. So, say something. Were you gonna no, say no. something? No. Okay. We're. Are we out of time? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we are. Okay. I see the. It's evening. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, <laughs> we still have to take our picture. Yeah. This has been a really good conversation. I know. And I think what a lot of people definitely need nowadays. Um, I'd love to continue the conversation at some point. Yes, absolutely. And That'd thank you great. so much for having me. Like part yes. two. Thank part you two. for being here. Um, this great. Yeah. You can find Michelle Meta at I am Michelle Meta, M E H T A, on Instagram. Or on Facebook at Michelle Meta. Uh, this has been a really good podcast. And I actually yes. have a website too. Oh, oh, you do? Yes, I do. And mm-hmm. it's MichelleMeta.com. So that's M I C H E L L E M E H T A dot com. And I also have a LinkedIn profile that you guys can follow me on. Yes, LinkedIn. Nice. LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. All so. the social medias. Yes. All Go my f- profiles are public. Mm-hmm. so Great. see all the content so they should be able to find you no problem michelle yes. with one l two l's two l's, two l's. <laughs> but you said okay say your website again m-i-c-h-e-l-l-e-m-e-h-t-a dot com dot com okay Great. Okay. So, yes. Yes. Go follow Michelle Meta with two L's. Two L's. I heard one to begin with. That's why I was like, wait, one L? No, two. Two Say L's. Again. Two like the L's. way Michelle Obama spells her name. I spell it there the same Michelle way. Michelle Obama. There you go. That'll, that'll help you to remember. Yes. <laughs> she has a very unique perspective on things. So, yes. go check her out. Go follow her on all the social medias. Mm-hmm. Uh, this has been a really good and very... Um, educational podcast uh and we're gonna sign off here we are the The bad Bad beat like comment share yes all that don't forget to subscribe don't forget to subscribe that's right (laughs) definitely michelle Uh, meta helping us out yeah (laughs) get the message out there yes if you do like what we're uh all about um Mm -hmm. i'm gonna go and pet some cats now Good night. Nice. Good night. Good night. Oh, well, I will you wind up.